நமஸ்தே ஸ்வாகத்தம் வணக்கம் அண்ட் வெல்கம் ஒன்ஸ் அகேன் டு த தாய் கேப் பாட்காஸ்ட் திஸ் இஸ் போகஸ் நோக் அண்ட் வித் மீ ஆஸ் ஆல்வேஸ் இஸ் பீயிங் ப்ரூட் வணக்கம் டு யூ பீயிங் ப்ரூட் வாட்ஸ் ஆன் யுர் மைண்ட் யா யா யூ ஆல்சோ யூ வான் கம் ஐ நோ இட் ஜஸ்ட் பிகேம் வல்கர் வாட்ஸ் ஆன் மை மைண்ட் யூ ஆஸ்க் ஐ டேர் யூ டு ஆஸ்க் மீ ஒன்ஸ் அகேன் ப்ரூட் வாட்ஸ் ஆன் யுர் மைண்ட் bogus i am glad you asked me that right now my mind is full of thoughts okay thoughts about our new podcast episode mm. and all the thoughts about what i am going to say mm-hmm. in this episode mm-hmm. and i know you are curious to know what this episode is about well yes and it was not a question bogus it was a statement okay okay but before we go there mm-hmm. i just want to quickly update everyone right about our socials of course right it's yeah. important it's like our morning prayers yeah so our socials mm-hmm. instagram is at underscore thigh gap very good 10 marks twitter at thigh gap facebook um, um, yeah. okay okay yeah what else can people do to reach us out bogus well no character limit they can really pour their heart out on yeah. email by writing to us at mind thigh gap at gmail.com very very good i'm proud of you bogus thank you i just realized something what all these days mm-hmm. i think i've been pronouncing our brand name wrong is it thigh gap <laughs> right i've been saying it thigh gap thigh gap <laughs> thigh gap well you know both both <laughs> apply I, i guess like it's it's mother tongue uh, influence let's blame it on mother tongue yes, influence let's let's blame it on that yeah we are amazing at blaming things on stuff yeah the spelling itself should uh, clarify as to what the pronunciation yeah. exactly should be yeah but mother tongue influence is mother tongue influence you can't help it can't like help italians it. pronounce our thai uh, gap yeah yeah and torte to tago yeah can be I, i i think they don't even pronounce it as thai gap <laughs> they were just er porto nord in yaro yeah can we hate them for that we can't we can we won't we won't we won't it's we not refuse. that we can't we love the italians yeah we, we bonjour admire. yeah so brute um before we get on to the actual episode or the yeah. topic mm-hmm. one exciting amazing piece of news that i just heard i i was waiting for um this recording to happen so i could actually tell wow. you about it yeah um spit it out bogus Guess what it is about bro the one clue i can give you is it is an elite piece of news <laughs> <laughs> uh so justin langer got divorced <laughs> or is he removed off from like the head of coaching oh no 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 or is he going to a bigger position <laughs> you know what happened so this talk was not dying down right Right. like about oh the team is not happy about his crankiness right. and all that so his mood swings his mood swings and his elite leadership style <laughs> of course you know they're not able to match up yeah. to how it is played at that level so recently what happened in australia is they went on a trip bogus <laughs> 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 this is already funny i don't even know what happened but i somehow find it so funny exactly okay, so elite trip please elite trip of course yeah. it's an elite trip uh, they went somewhere on a getaway and they had some very deep uh, conversations is this elite trip to jessel langer's house no 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 <laughs> we invite all the whole team to like guys come <laughs> over let me just 
treat you to a dinner sound get away spot i okay. don't remember the place but they went there with the sole purpose of you know ironing out these issues basically oh and uh, they had very deep conversations i'm sure elite <laughs> conversations and uh, and i'm sure they're deep uh, i'm sure they're very deep and i'm sure it is one sided also <laughs> I'm sure the the well, eliteness was coming from one side. Well, what came out was Justin Langer's quote. You know, his actual quote was, "Yeah, my, I came out of there feeling like Superman." <laughs> <laughs> so you can imagine <laughs> that all we guessed was right. <laughs> you can imagine what must have happened for this guy to come out saying, "I came out of that feeling like Superman." You know, it reminds me of that uh, Dave Chappelle skit. Huh. about um, puff daddy and uh, these <laughs> musicians or rapper wannabes yeah. where every time he comes and says all right i'm shutting the studio down yeah. i'm shutting the studio <laughs> <laughs> oh man just justin langer i think is um, undoubtedly if ever there was a ranking of optimism he mm. would be off the chart mm. like, i can't I mean I can't, like I'm still trying to like comprehend the open hearted conversations yeah which could have been like about 15 people I'm assuming who's the squad yeah being dead silent for like 4 days <laughs> <laughs> and Justin Langer starting the day with mate you don't eat like a sandwich <laughs> Early in the morning on an empty stomach, mate. You gotta, you gotta eat the melons. You got, you gotta eat the fruits. A cheese <laughs> sandwich in your pocket? Are you kidding me? This is a getaway, bro. <laughs> hey, mate, this is a getaway. Tell me if I'm wrong. But when I saw this news and I saw his coat, especially yeah. his coat, I came out of there feeling like Superman. I was thinking, what were you before? <laughs> no, no, I was thinking, why aren't they making a sequel to the All test? test. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean. Like please we want to see this fuck family man yeah. no offense yeah 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 fuck mirzapur nothing the most awaited mm. is <laughs> i'm waiting for the series i'm sure the cricket australia has documented the gaba series for sure because oh, yeah, yeah. they need a follow up yeah yeah because they anticipated virat kohli is going to get out mm. after the first series mm. first test yeah. so you know this can be how australia earned the revenge yeah. of the last india visit yeah. and i'm sure there are cameras and i'm sure justin langer had like 10 cameras yeah. by yeah. himself yeah. which he set up like one in the mic <laughs> one in like the dressing room and he has designated chairs that he wanted to kick yeah. and all that <laughs> and then kicks but he misses the chair and kicks his physio and like pretty much sums up our series <laughs> <laughs> oh man i oh, just i but, but please this is news man this is news this is a honest request from thai gap to cricket australia please make yeah. a sequel to the test we want to see these things and and cricket australia just don't think that it's two people from thai gap who's requesting you yeah. we are voicing out a global audience for the world the cricket audience yeah to see how jason langer has reacted <laughs> because you know these could be these are very important conversations that are happening uh, it could be hey. a landmark in history you know cricket history i mean bogus come on who would say no to a conversation yeah. if you can come out of the conversation as a superman feeling like superman yeah exactly right <laughs> like this is i mean do you realize the sales leaders the motivational speakers yeah the kind of loss they will face if this kryptonite <laughs> of becoming superman through a converse through dialogue oh mates 
I'm shutting the practice down. <laughs> Let's gonna, you want to practice again? You got to go get me the <laughs> finest breast milk from a Cambodian immigrant. <laughs> breast milk. <laughs> hey, mate, I got a good news and I got a bad news, mate. The bad news is, mate. <laughs> I'm shutting the practice down. <laughs> <laughs> There's no more practice for you guys, mate. Yeah. You ain't acting like a family. Yeah. And the good news is my wife is pregnant. <laughs> Again. Oh, but but that's oh, a good start. I think yeah. I think this can become like an episode in itself. Uh, but honestly, we are all big fans of Justin Lang. Oh, we are huge fans. Elite as long fans. as Australia plays the way they play, of course, <laughs> we are big fans of Justin Lang. As long as he's still the coach, yeah, I think he has to be the coach. He has to be the coach. There will be a petition and uh, shout out to great cricketer. Mm-hmm. We are with you. <laughs> I mean, no, I got the update from them. Obviously, yeah, that you know this thing happened and they're talking because they, they, they might be it. seeing the getaway. Yeah. <laughs> The getaway would have been like a diner <laughs> right around the corner in Australia. They covered in they covered it in a serious way, sort of. But of course, we uh, look at it different. We have nothing to lose. We have nothing to lose. Yeah. And uh, for our listeners, there is a special that uh, we recorded, yeah. especially for the Border Gavaskar Trophy. It's it got delayed. It's not out yet. It's but not delayed. Come on, just don't put it that. Oh way. yeah, it's the, we will surprise you. The muhurtam is yeah. not right yet. The stars aren't not aligned. aligned. Yeah. We haven't. Given we are not we haven't gotten the divine instructions yet. Yeah, the the alignment is not elite yet. Elite, nah, 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 nah. Yeah, nah. it's far But from elite. It's gonna come out, and it's a five part series. In the fifth part, we go even more into this yes. whole uh, coach and management and elite leadership strategies uh, of the Australian cricket team. Right. So just uh, watch out for that. Strategies you need to unlearn, of course, in life. Absolutely, and that brings us to our. current topic of the episode yes bogus it's about all i think it's about our life i think it's kind of a biography of us in the last 4 5 years 4 years yeah give or take 4 years for enough mm-hmm. uh which is how do you get a partner yeah how do you choose the ideal partner and when when we say partner we are of course referring to like collaborators yeah. and uh, on any business venture or any kind of a project that any activity project. which involves economics and your passion yep you can say that i think that's a fantastic definition yeah fuck i am so brilliant claps claps <laughs> but it is another one of these things that i feel like not much attention is really paid to like mm. for the amount of damage that it can have down the line right if yeah. you choose the wrong person yeah it's almost like where are you investing your money right is that important a uh, couple of things i think the first important thing is where are you investing your time or rather with whom are you investing your time yeah Because in this case yeah in in a partnership no i meant like an uh, example like when you invest in stocks or when you make these long term huh. or short term oh, investment yeah yeah it is that important almost yeah but i don't think it is given that much importance in day to day stuff i think there are two reasons for that the first reason i think is um you don't know whether you need one or not mm-hmm. i think a lot of people who are you know who are elite with their thought process yeah who already have some kind of an ideology mm. right they almost are you know sublime narcissist mm. right they have that thing that i can pull it off right i'll do it my myself right Um the other thing is I think 
there is an insecurity that people don't get me mm-hmm. or people can't handle me mm-hmm. so i might damage my progress by adding or you know tagging along with someone else right. i think these are the two big reasons uh i think in some way or the other till you actually meet that person uh i think these are the reasons that constantly keep hitting you so the example that you just quoted is of someone who is more on the calculative side more on the pensive side but then the flip side of that is i've seen people who are too frivolous you know with just picking a partner it's like oh i'm close friends with this guy or Hence this is I my yeah, yeah this is my relative which is the worst possible I, thing you can do i think that those are the set of people who i don't think have like a concrete idea or a vision right not an idea probably a vision um because if it is that easily sellable if if they themselves believe that this is an easily sellable idea mm-hmm. it's a master stroke idea mm-hmm. and anybody would be happy to jump along the bandwagon mm-hmm. then i think you need to go back to the to ground zero and reevaluate how big exactly your idea is you know yeah. how concrete it is because if you feel that every, because again i mean entrepreneurs blind spot right the moment you get like you see some you know va- validity to an idea mm. you always feel that this is the best idea in the world yeah. fucking this is going to be hand over mouth like everybody will going to pick it up yeah but that's not generally the case right mm. there are billion people more than a billion people and it's very unlikely that somebody would not have thought about it mm. if the problem is so concrete yeah right or if you're if the need is so concrete yeah so therefore the peop- i don't even consider the people who just go from one partner to another with them i see the the bare problem or the core problem might be that their idea in itself or the vision in itself is not that com- it's it's bleak mm. so therefore they're just trying to sell the idea hard and people might come in because of goodwill and all and over a period of time they might see that nah you know it's not as you know fully sketched out as i thought it was initially right right so the so second category doesn't even exist for me the first category is where you solve the problem with people who have genuine ideas mm-hmm. concrete visions mm-hmm. but they don't really look out for a helping hand but it's only in the initial stages that you even have a luxury to keep switching partners right once if your project uh, gets some mileage mm-hmm. and you start earning mm-hmm. and that revenue share is going on if you have to break up with a partner at that stage mm-hmm. like it gets so messy that you can't really keep adding or switching partners yeah. once you cross that line bogus as a married man let me enlighten you it is the teething issues is what is the bigger problem mm-hmm. most of the you know partnership breakage happens in the initial stages you okay. know as you move forward what happens uh, i believe again it's subjective there are gazillion ways of figuring it out yeah the more you go deeper in the relationship with the to the merit of the vision or the goal mm-hmm. you start realizing where you have to step back where you have to compromise and where you have to put your foot down mm-hmm. and the assumption is basically both the parties have a have a much better understanding of how the other person functions mm-hmm. right so therefore it it will happen it will continue there i'm not saying that there not be any um, you know fist fights or difference of opinions i think they are absolutely necessary mm-hmm. there will all these things will be there but 
the safe assumption is it's to the merit of the goal not for individual egos because egos by that time dilute i think the egos come into the picture once the money comes into the picture i don't know about that because i have not been in that stage yet yeah but money comes in and people are like okay now i want more money i deserve more money yeah in my case i don't think it dilutes over time because uh, if you look at history and you look at uh, famous collaborations that have broken up mm. like you said it is always when ego comes in yeah. it's either as a, a response to sudden fame or sudden success yeah handling and, the fame and all the stress that comes with it yeah that's when your relationships are really tested yeah but your relationships are tested uh, uh, the rest of the time as well like it's not like they're not tested when individuals are tested is when these things fall apart mm-hmm. once you kind of kind of feel that oh i'm bigger than the, the idea because now the idea is realized mm-hmm. right when you see success the idea is realized anything once it is realized looks obvious yeah right yeah. you will forget about the challenges that you went through to like establish that and all that crap and now you are like you know it was me who did it the moment that probably comes in which is a very dangerous thing and it is also an obvious thing to happen mm. i mean you are all humans at the end of the day mm. and you might get that ego massage and if you have done something substantially big mm-hmm. then it is inevitable i don't think how many i don't know if a lot of people have actually able to manage that right. or have, like deal with that in the right way right so so that stage is i think by that time everybody got their share assuming like again there's so many variables but the reason why when it goes too far also is is the fact that probably this thing kicks in and it happens to individuals also it's not just uh, partners mm. this phenomenon happens even with big stars right? yeah. if you take the movie industry or any other industry they kind of go above their own uh, you know about their own vicinity mm. and feel that they're bigger than the game or they're bigger than the industry and they feel like oh i've done so much i think this relates to uh, the whole co- the episode we did on wealth where you you go to a level where everything is doable for you right everything is justified because you did it mm. you feel that oh i've set the trend i'm i've created a marketplace of trillion dollars i can do anything i can just go fucking like ruin a, com- a country's uh, morality yeah. so that is the stage you desire to go also i mean it's so paradoxical right yeah that you want to go there to a stage where you become so integral mm-hmm. for everything may it be success or failure mm-hmm. but at the same time that is also your downfall right you know so it's kind of paradox so do you want to just stop before it you don't know when to stop do you want to go all the way it's too dangerous so let me ask you this yeah ask me what do you think are the pitfalls that one has to keep in mind when they are entering into a collaboration with someone the way these things organically fall into place right between people mm-hmm. before they decide that they want to collaborate yeah what should they at what point should they take a step back and think oh this is one of those pitfalls red flags red flags like mm-hmm. what do they, what do you think people should uh, keep an eye out for i the simple thing is uh i'm no big expert in this but but from my experience whenever you start feeling that somebody is bringing in or your your partner mm-hmm. is bringing in their personal preferences rather than the merit of your work or the overall the, project the overall project right, right? that's a red flag mm-hmm. as long as that doesn't come in everything else is you know workable mm-hmm. you know you can you can sit down you can fight over everything but 
the moment it becomes personal it it shouldn't be a comparison of oh i am a better guy than you mm. or you know you know there is no space for you to comment because you've been wrong right, you know, right. those kind of uh, you know those kind of conversations mm. that's a big red flag because then the person has literally how i look at it is the first one is he sees that he's bigger than you mm-hmm. right the second one is that he sees that he doesn't trust you anymore there is there is a level of incompetence or he sees you at a much smaller scale mm. or whichever like i mean like so many things mm. biggest example is the whole steve jobs and um, wasniak was not wasniak the the pepsi co guy oh yeah 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 john scully john scully yeah right that's the biggest example mm-hmm. john scully probably didn't personally attack steve jobs right right he was looking at the bigger picture steve jobs felt john scully was attacking him personally or he started seeing scully as someone who didn't get the point yeah and he started pinning things on a very personal level right yeah. like i mean he started judging things at that level. that is a red flag yeah i mean and i think that's when john scully also was like uh okay this guy needs to go because he's hurting the company i don't think uh, it played out that way in the sense that it was not actually him who made the call no but like the board the board yeah, yeah yeah but i mean who was feeding information to the board who yeah. was seeing all this like I who mean, could take take a decision right they they had um, information coming in from both parties because jobs were still not out yeah so it was their decision uh, ultimately and then jobs himself decided ki okay i'm i've enough of yeah. i've had enough of this i'm out yeah but it did turn out that scully was actually missing the point yeah in he, the end absolutely yeah but that that's what i'm saying like if you if you become too personal if you start looking at a person as an individual for his personality mm. or all these other aspects mm. you also forget about missing of putting the point across you will also start saying that okay fine you won't get it yeah right you'll go into that kind of a mode yeah, like yeah. even if i tell you you'll not get it what is the other person like okay fine but tell me like i, I genuinely don't understand but by now i might have gone into a space like oh you know what this guy is incompetent like fuck it like you're I not don't want you're not arguing or attacking the point anymore yeah. you're now arguing or attacking the person yeah yeah so and and this happens a lot yeah. i think it's the easiest you know thing to identify that just can't go personal yeah it's an ego driven thing yeah and don't fall for things like tone things like words yes. intent yes uh, not intent sorry words tone intent you have to fall for exactly but you know all those things and this is the point where i say that your ego shouldn't be the one who should be reacting to it and you know that point is so important in the art of negotiation yeah that if anyone has the time uh if you pick up maria puzzo's the godfather hmm. it's very clearly described the character of don colioni when he negotiates with these people the yeah. other mafia solozos solozos uh, yeah. and the barzinis Barzin, and all that yeah. stuff when they get together for that sit down sometimes these conversations get very heated yeah and uh, it is described that you know people start hurling insults at yeah. um, don colioni yeah who is always calmly discussing the matter right but these insults keep getting personal and personal and personal still this guy does not retort right he still calmly gets it back to the topic yeah. and he tries to talk the topic at one point when it gets too much then don colioni just raises his hands hmm. and says all right i've tried my level best uh, but uh, i don't think i'm able to get uh, any further in this conversation yeah. so i'm giving up and then he walks out yeah in the book it is mentioned that when that happens when don colioni does that everybody shits, shits their, their pants bricks. yeah because they now pissed him off because now they know that this guy 
even yeah. though he doesn't get agitated because the character is described in such a way that he did not believe in making threats right he saw that as a unmanly thing it's like yeah. why do you have to make a threat yeah if you can do, do it. it yeah if he's not a man of words basically yeah he's, he's a man, man of, of action. action so if don golioni ever walked out then everybody shits their pants because they don't know what's coming like that's where i learned that point from yeah. godfather which is if i'm in a negotiation with someone hmm. you just calmly bring it down back to the issue issue yeah let them go personal yeah bring it back to the issue to a point where you can tolerate it yeah once you can't tolerate it anymore there's no point even shouting yeah. back you just get up and walk yeah. you're like i'm playing another game now yeah you just watch something like that and but coming back to the pitfall right yeah. like what i feel one of the biggest pitfalls is like when you are in the initial stages that you just got an idea hmm. you shared it with a friend hmm. who you think might be your collaborator your partner yeah and then you talk about it and he also agrees he or she you he he. <laughs> he he only he alone yes <laughs> you are then caught up in this excitement of just landing on this idea it's the adrenaline that takes over that right? adrenaline yeah. that oh we have an idea it sounds amazing we are and, billionaires <laughs> and we are also collaborating now yeah. uh, we are partners now yeah. it's a new thing and yeah you know what's our company be going to be called so they get lost in all of that but the ma- main thing is have you discussed the boundaries of your partnership hmm. have you set expectations that this is what i see me doing in this partnership this is what i see you doing you, yeah. like that conversation doesn't seem to happen uh it depends on the age you see all these things are a matter of maturity and that's why yes. they say uh, entrepreneurship is a consistent learning curve mm-hmm. right because once again see this is not a pitfall according to me because this is bound to have that's how you learn that oh you know what we need to step back But and and fi- so who will initiate this conversation it can for example it can become like a costly mistake right when you say that's how you will learn the problem with entrepreneurship is we can't predict at what stage you then, know this will break then my question is like who will initiate this the guy who got the idea first or the guy who you know jumped onto the bandwagon it's an equal responsibility shared i feel someone has to do it like someone has to build the cat See, if you're talking about two guys of the same age, mm. right? The maturity level is more or less about ten, fifteen percent here and there. Say, for suppose, I've taken this, I got the, this brilliant idea, mm. and I don't come to you because Bogus is an idiot, mm. and I'll say like, okay, Bogus will not get uh, the point. Right. So I'll go to a guy who can actually put in some money or whatever. I have like A, B, C, D things. Mm. So I'll go to that person. and he is a guy who probably say has worked in the corporate for like 15 20 years or etc etc then i then i expect that person to come and tell me that this is how we go about things okay i am ready to join hands with you but these are my conditions with friends that doesn't happen yeah it's almost everything is taken for granted exactly so is this start anywhere i don't think so i don't think it is start yeah. but what needs to be realized is very important that even if you are getting into a business partnership with your closest of friends hmm. that role is not friends anymore you know ab hum dosti ko rishtedari mein badhenge that's the scene but it's like there is a different aspect to your relationship now and it needs to be discussed it ne- it needs to be thought through because otherwise it's going to uh, prop up like the negative consequences of that they're going to show up at some point of the other and you never know 
whether it, if it's too early then maybe you don't pay too much of a high price but if it happens later then you're going to pay a very high price for that so i just feel that initial mm-hmm. get down to the details what are expectations from each other what are um the boundaries that's more like a guideline more than a pitfall that we can no, identify no i'm saying it's a pitfall because they get caught up too much in the excitement and they go with the flow you know like oh it's just amazing things are working out i have an idea i have a partner now we both are now discussing yeah but i'm interested in knowing why the other person came on board is it if it is just because of relation and that was my other pitfall yeah that i was like, going to get to how convinced is he right how do you evaluate how convinced the other person is exactly so without that thorough conversation about expectations or like what are you going to bring to the table you know you never figure out how convinced that person is actually for that i think one of the things that you have to prepare yourself as a person who is pitching the idea mm-hmm. is you should be ready for criticism mm-hmm. or your best friend being your devil's advocate right if the if the first if the guy who you are pitching the idea to if he's kind of saying no to some things mm-hmm. okay i think that's a good good call yeah that could be a measure of yeah. promise yeah. or potential yeah. like disagreement yeah he's not discarding the idea but he's saying no to some piece a piece of it yeah. and like nah this is not what it is uh this is something that i'm not on board with and if he can explain his rationale even better absolutely yeah. i mean that's obvious the other thing is that is the scope of collaboration the first piece of collaboration if you can solve the problem together mm. like even you know as a theory mm. then there is some kind of level that okay this guy is ready to you know you should be feeling that okay i'm ready to like get join hands with him yeah but for me it's it's more it's very different uh what i see is couple of things the first thing i see is that do i have any sentiments right if i don't have sentiments i'm happy to work with that person sentiments i think are dangerous in a partnership like can you expand on that like what do you mean sentiment when i say sentiments like you don't want to say something too brash mm-hmm. because you are afraid you might hurt him oh okay you know right if i if i have to partner with my best friend mm. then there will be times where i have to put a spade call a spade as a spade yeah and if i'm sentimental about this guy because he's my friend for the last 30 years i don't he's technically my family mm. because i don't even know how i became friends with him mm. there are, there is going to be off work time yeah right yeah at that time it, it shouldn't be like hmm, he's going to think about what i said in the morning yeah 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 so sentiments if i have any kind of sentiment with the person i always feel is the best thing to do is not to partner with him I feel that's like the next pitfall which is there's so much of this association of convenience happening. Yeah. Oh this is a friend that I've always had. Yeah, he'll understand me. Let me just get into a partnership yeah. with him. This was a relative. Yeah. Let me just get into and this That is nepotism. <laughs> yeah, that is nepotism. <laughs> that is that is nepotism in small scale. But it's, I feel like that's one of the worst things you can do. Yeah. Get into a business with your relative. Because you will not add, and if you look at it objectively also you might not add too much. You guys grew up together. Yeah. okay yeah you might have the same kind of experiences you might have a similar network all these things are so same mm. there is nothing the other person is adding more than what you already have or what you can already get and i think that's a very important point because the flip side of that mm. is what makes them 
actually believe that the partnership will work yeah which is oh we both think the same thing yeah that's not right we both that's, have the same that's same exactly not likes. what you want exactly yeah. that is the worst thing like if it's exactly the same then you're not getting value from each other yeah. it's just a copy just want to highlight guys all this is scripted we have worked on the script for like <laughs> uh, about four and a half years about how for this specific episode yeah so yeah continue because just wanted to give the cautionary warning so i think we've covered at least for a general you know 45 minutes podcast hmm. we've covered some of the more important, Very important pitfalls yeah of the teething issues now let me ask you this what in your mind is the idealized like version of a partnership when do you think that a partnership is working really well it is not materialistically driven to start off with okay and when i say that it's not about who is getting how much that is one the value proposition is well understood mm-hmm. of each individual's contribution to mm-hmm. the overall thing right and like i said it is always to the merit of the, the end product project, yeah. yeah it shouldn't be about small battles it should be about winning the war right there has to be an understanding that i might not be the reason for all the good ideas mm-hmm. right it's also kind of like humility yeah you need to have that humility that okay you know it's not me always it's not going to be me always right. there will be this guy or the other person mm. uh so the ideal partner basically is someone who who is level headed no no i'm i'm talking about what does an ideal partnership look like like partnership look like yeah so a... this is what it is i think it it is it is almost like a marriage it's like a wife and husband mm-hmm. you're working towards your kid right, right? you are individually doing a job your wife is doing a job mm-hmm. and both of you are doing it so that your kid can have a good life mm-hmm. it doesn't matter whether you are doing a job which earns money or your wife is doing a job which earns money it doesn't matter who is bringing more money home mm-hmm. it doesn't matter uh, who is being uh, appreciated more for the kid to or who does the kid look like more mm-hmm. it doesn't matter all this doesn't matter what matters is is the kid being brought up in the best way possible within the limitations or within the capabilities of the husband and wife right that's an ideal partnership so and the problem is there is no immediate validation it's only when the kid grows up and you know does whatever the kid wants to do in the future mm-hmm. is then as a hindsight like, oh you know what this guy had a good upbringing yeah so your value, your your appreciation for what you have put in mm. comes much later on and it may not even come also sometimes it may not even come yeah. it might not even come from your own kid yeah while you're like, alive like while they may alive. realize yeah. much later but the only small difference is you start seeing small small wins mm. in 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 a business partnership mm. which is you have smaller milestones and they have immediate gratification like mm. a kid is walking or kid learns math or kid is doing well in dancing or something mm. you are like wow you know this is our child or the kid is displaying some amount of moral fiber or character in their decisions the variability right yeah. there's infinite a number of outputs that are there and that credit is not one sided mm. for the kid to have amazing handwriting it can't be like oh all because of his father right right it's always like oh the parents you know whatever mm. so that is the i think that's the mentality that you need to have in to have like a in in a in a constructive productive partnership right 
that's how i see it that's the best analogy i can give mm. it's everything else is secondary you know everything else for me is you will have fights you will not have time for the kid mm-hmm. equally mm-hmm. right you might contribute in a different way but if you look at the larger scheme of things every activity that you do with relate which is related to the kid mm-hmm. looks like a very essential thing to do it's a very important thing to do yeah you know and like we were just talking about i was so emotional i i expected an applause from you like this is the best i've ever spoken I'll, without a joke i'll add an applause in the end yeah please <laughs> like the drum roll <laughs> in the last episode that was not even a drum that was not even a drum okay <laughs> so, like we were just talking about how one of the pitfalls is uh, people think oh my friend and i are so alike we are so similar we yeah. like the same things and that's the reason why we should get into a always read opposites attract that's what i feel like the idealized version of a partnership is where it is complementary yeah where you are aware of your strengths and weaknesses and once you're aware of your weakness is your weakness your partner's strength yeah you know is your partner actually covering up for that weakness and they are bringing their own strengths to the table which you didn't have so that's what they call like the some of the parts is greater than the whole yeah right so it's not just two people now when it's complementary it's as good as like four people working in a good partnership because these two brains are coming together and they're it's like a jigsaw puzzle there's no overlap yeah but weaknesses are being covered by another person new strengths are being added by another person it's like i've noticed in college as well like uh, some of the people tend to be doers they're very good with executing things yeah. but uh, they may not be the greatest of uh, planners planners yeah. they can't visualize outside the box they, they can't, can't put pen to the paper you know the foresight that you need yeah. to look ahead they they may not have that yeah. and then there are other people who are very good with foresight who are very good with thinking really big and outside the box but when it comes to executing they find themselves a little um handicapped yeah now imagine if these two kinds of people come together and become one person yeah <laughs> nirod <laughs> then there is trouble there is socio political why <laughs> but i get your point that Th- that's a very important yeah when yeah. the skill sets are complementary to each other like the output is so much more better yeah it's like pujara and pant batting together exactly right exactly one guy knows how to tire the bowlers one guy knows how to get the runs and both of them are equally important in the partnership yeah both are ultimately frustrating the bowlers yeah. but in their own way their own way yeah so that i mean it is i think this is open knowledge but it's very difficult to practically implement it pretty know? much majority of the topics that we've talked about in the thigh gap podcast from season 1 22 episodes season 2 this is going to be the 17th episode huh. they're all been open secrets by yeah. and large it's just that they're not like they never emphasized yeah they're not provoked enough yeah uh or these should be like these should be like cafe topics you meet your friends in cafe exactly you got to talk about this stuff this is real life stuff it doesn't matter like who's becoming a millionaire or yeah whose wife ditched who or where was justin langer's getaway all that shit doesn't <laughs> matter okay I'm you got to talk more intelligent stuff yeah and that's our vision as thigh gap you got to be intelligent 
Yeah, because what people tend to get swept away by are these marketing terminologies, motivation. Like we had that whole episode on motivation. Oh, you know, we can have another if people <laughs> ask for it. Yeah, right? I mean, there's still so much to talk about motivation and how it is sold so hard. And I believe at the very foundation, the most critical subject we've talked about is measure of man. Yeah, and I really think it deserves a follow-up. Yeah, measure of man ha- is like the root of, of everything. So many topics because it's talking about your sense of judgment. Yeah, the one word which you used the other day, which I really liked, was personal agency. Yeah, yeah. It 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 is the more I thought about it, I felt like oh we don't have enough of them. Yeah, you know, <laughs> which is which is unfortunate. But we are going to digress, so let's not do that. Yeah, let's come back to the topic of how do you get a partner. And in case anyone is wondering what measure of man, what are they talking about? Go back to our first season. Yeah, there are two parts. It's a very unappetizing, uninviting topic. Yeah, but you have to stick through it because. it's not easy hashtag it's not easy guys yeah. nothing that we put out there is not easy okay we do a lot of homework on every episode that we record barring uh, the australian series <laughs> <laughs> there are exceptions but uh, otherwise we do a lot of uh, homework and hard work but that's again that's a good point i think a lot of the people out there who mm. who are you know enterprising in nature yeah with whatever art or whatever form of idea or passion they have yeah they the immediate response is to okay let me see how people are getting partners yeah i think the important thing is you need to first figure out okay this is this is what i want to do and this is where i want to go and i can't do a b c d things and the sheer number of people in this country who are enterprising in nature it yeah. is scary scary in a good Very, way yeah it's 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 a good problem to have it's an amazing problem to yeah, have like how do we entertain all of them yeah just the problem is there are these pitfalls like once you get into execution yeah. so many things can go wrong yeah the other thing is you have to be um it's an obvious thing again you have to be supremely open minded yeah you know you need to be gullible to an extent and i love the word gullible because it makes me learn as a 5 year old Yeah. Fireholds are almost 98% gullible. They yeah. believe, they absorb everything that you say. You call an apple an orange, they feel that's an orange, right. right? There is no filtering in how they perceive things. That is a very important trait. First, and I think that's also a problem because if you start off a partnership with doubting or a squint eye or mm. like what do you call that? Like narrowed eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not a good start. If you're if you're if you're making yourself do that to a guy who are, who you are trying to partner with mm. that's not a good sign you should be in a position where whatever the other guy says right you are openly accepting it yeah whatever he says that's the first sign the fact that you're going to trust this guy in the near future at least yeah but the most important thing is we came out of this episode feeling like superman brute There is one superman who came out of this conversation mm. two supermans yeah it's elite superman elite superman man <laughs> <laughs> i still can't believe he went to get this guy is 
this is exactly what school teachers do i'm praying that they shot it i'm praying that they yeah, recorded I those really, conversations yeah, so i sure, want to see i'm sure justin langer hired like a wedding photographer <laughs> someone <laughs> and like just take candid shots might please like, amazon take, prime like i'll pay shots. extra money <laughs> to watch the sequel of the test oh my god what an entertaining the test um, but for who <laughs> like that's the name of the sequel <laughs> oh god let's see what happens like what the team does um in the next uh, whenever they play they're not even playing i have a very dirty feeling that labushain might have asked for let me carry a sandwich on the ground mate <laughs> <laughs> i get hungry mate you know <laughs> i have high metabolism mate yeah. i do cardio for two and a half hours a day my metabolism is really high i need to eat every 15 minutes <laughs> the whole outcome of that getaway was that now labushain <laughs> can take a sandwich on the ground <laughs> and whenever labushain is doing it like justin langer is gritting his teeth because he can't say anything because he promised during the getaway that yeah. i like you might yeah <laughs> i like to take like two sandwiches in a day's play oh but man. but no this coming back to the topic mm. we covered it we covered it we're done basic basic stuff yep i think this is introduction of uh, how to choose a partner yeah how to choose the ideal partner or what are the pitfalls that yeah. you can avoid set expectations be gullible and most importantly look at the bigger picture do Don't, you guys think there was anything we missed out on let us know dm us on our socials or write to us at our email at the end of this episode there's going to be a, a outro message where we provide all those details yeah so That's or if you know us, you can just call us, guys. Like, yeah, I mean, if you have a number, <laughs> if you have a number, just call. Yeah, don't just hang back. Or like, oh, maybe they're recording. They're busy. Nah, nah. We'll take your call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of our audience, all of our listeners are elite. In our elite, mind. always elite, and always they elite. are all supermans. All supermen. Yeah. And Wonder Womans. Yep. Because we are going to stick with DC. <laughs> Okay so that's about it guys we hope you've heard it all mm. and as usual bro at the end of the episode what do we say like app subscribe and share and share i just wanted to pronounce it right like app do it again it's still not right like app that's it and share and share and share Hey thanks for listening. You can follow this podcast on Spotify to get notified of new episodes every Thursday. We're also on Apple Podcast for those of you who have partaken in the forbidden fruit. If you liked what you heard, leave us a 5-star rating and a comment. Say anything like the quick brown fox jumped over the lazy dog. A rating and a comment really helps us out. It's free and I'm told that's a great price. But enough about us, huh? Tell us about yourself. Leave us a comment. Our Twitter is at thigap, and we are underscore thigap on Instagram.